0: Hey, punters, and welcome to Winning Posts preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 13. Barker joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, it's the weekend of the All-Star Mile. The $5 million All-Star Mile comes to the Valley for the first time. Meanwhile, in Sydney, we have Group 1 action with the Coolmore Classic. Joel, as I've written... In winning post and best bets this week, the All-Star Mile is developing into something of a state of origin championship, given that uh, we usually have, well, the first year we had all the six states represented. Last year we had five states and New Zealand. This year we've got six states and New Zealand. The home team, Victoria, yet to win. And the early discussion seems to be Western Australia versus New Zealand, but uh, there's a few... uh, Dogs are barking that uh, one Victorian horse has been fairly well backed, um, without giving things away. Which, uh, which are you leaning for?
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's a pretty good race, isn't it? Well, I think we've got nine Group One winners, eight or nine Group One winners in the in the field in the fifteen horse field. So it's it's shaped up pretty well. You've got your you know your couple of sort of uh, out of left field horses in. The Herovian from up north, and the SA Visitor Regalo Di Gaetano and, and perhaps Graceful Glamour too, has got her big syndicate of owners behind her. So look, it's a, it's a really good field. I, you know, I think there's the the two favourites have been favourites for a while, Acadia Queen and Probabil, and I think they're certainly going to be thereabouts. But uh, yeah, I think there could be a could be an upset winner of the All Star Mile this year.
0: Yes, well uh, that would be. Well, I mean, I guess what Regal Power last year was somewhere around the $10 mark. Uh, Mystic Journey was just about uh, favourite in the first year. Daniel, uh, it is an intriguing race. As Joel said, nine Group 1 winners, which is actually one more than the Cox Platefield uh, of this season. So it's a quality event.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a ripping contest, of course. At the Valley um, adds intrigue as well. If you also see if they can if they can handle a tight-turning track, but... Um, look, I think it's an excellent contest, and I think, like Joel was sort of alluding to, I think it'll be a bit of an upset this year as well. Um, something at double figures, I'm hoping can get the chocolates. But looking forward to it, Bart, as you said, plenty of quality in the field, and uh, the race should deliver.
0: Well, as well as the valley being the wild card, uh the weather might be a bit of a wild card. There's uh, a fair bit of rain forecast to come at some stage over the weekend. Um, the information that the Valley has managed to glean from the weather bureau is that it's most likely to start in earnest around about a race five, which would mean that uh, we'll be working pretty much with a good track. But if it comes much earlier than that, which I've got to admit I wouldn't mind seeing because I've got a must-win cricket game on Sunday that uh, I don't want to get washed out. Um, But uh, if it comes much earlier, it's it's really going to change the complexion because both those favourites would... uh, much rather prefer a good track, but we will take you through the black type and before we get to the All-Star Mile, we'll take it through the black type on the Valley card, which starts with race two, and that is the Charter Kek Kramer Valley Pearl. 1,200 metres, listed race, set weights for two-year-olds, John.
1: Well, provided the rain hasn't uh, arrived early, I think we'll see a much better performance from number four, Dio. He's the brother to Sunlight. There was a fair bit of support around for him. He started $6.50 on debut in the silver slipper. He travelled well. It was early in Australia. As soon as Brendan Abdullah went for him, you could see him dipping and diving. He just wasn't handling that wet ground at all. Uh, I think, well, he was entered for the uh, the race up in Sydney, the Pango Pango on Saturday, but they've only accepted for this race down here, knowing the, the rain that's being forecast for Sydney. So... Look, I think if it's a dry track, we'll see a much better performance from Dio. I'm a fan of Scorched Earth. No knock on her whatsoever. She ran really well at a good price in the Blue Diamond Prelude. And she got out to a, a very good price in Adelaide at Murray Bridge last time out. I think she opened sort of around the 210, 220, got out to 310 and and bolted in. So she's certainly a, a key hope again. Eight glitter and gold was very impressive on debut. Craig Williams went to the Sunday meeting for one ride. It was a good guide and... and Look, she was slow away. She was last on the turn under the whip. But, gee, she ripped home good late splits to win there. So she's certainly got a future and one predetermined next best. Uh, Resumed with a good win at Sandown. This is a bit tougher. Four on top for me from seven, eight, and one. Yeah, I'm heavily in the corner of
2: Scorched Earth yet again. She Look, I expected her to win at Murray Bridge. Um, Probably not in the fashion she did, though. She was... Totally dominant display there. It was well all right out front by Jess Eaton, and she just kept going um, for a very impressive win. There's no doubt this is a tougher field, um, but she's drawn nicely again in Barrier Five. The right jockey on board, and um, this isn't the strongest listed race listed race going around. So <clears throat> I'm keen to back her again, and I think she's uh, my best on she's my best on the program on well, what is uh, I think a pretty um, tough day all round. In for second, I got Dia. I think. Like Joel, I think can improve back on... Oh, sorry, going onto a dry track for the first time. I well, like the look of the three, King's Ransom. Um, very impressive debut winner at Kilmore. The John Salonitri. Um, he sort of had a bit to do Or 200-metre mark. Didn't look like he was going to get there, but really grew wings late and um, rising to the 1,200 metres will certainly suit him. And in for fourth, I got the six or... Seven, four, three, six... Th-
0: uh, Glittering gold for me to beat scorched earth, ore and predetermined eight, seven, six and one across the race. Four. It's also over twelve hundred metres, but this one is for the open age of the and Abel Stakes, twelve hundred metre listed handicap Joel.
1: Yeah, I've gone with three ancestry. Just it was just too much pressure for him in the Oakley Plate. He hadn't seen that pressure. I know he's got good speed, but he was getting eyeballed. You know, by plenty of horses, big field, up to a group one. It was just too much for him. I think he can bounce back sharply here and and back to the winner's list. Certainly respect number seven, Pandemic. He's a real talent. Um, He'll be setting Ancestry a bit of a start, and just whether he can run him down, I'm not sure, but uh, he will be finishing strongly. One dollar for dollar, very consistent performer. He kicked off at 1,100 last prep and got beat under two lengths. And was only half-length off Sutori and the Bobby Lewis. So he's clearly good enough to, to sprint well fresh in a race like this. And six, riddle me that, who took a couple of runs last time in and then was a good winner at 1,400. He'll be doing his best work late. But three on top for me from seven, one, and six. Yeah,
2: like the seven pandemic off a bit of a freshen up here. He was 1,200 back to 1,000 metres last start and was third, not beaten far by Fabagino down the straight. Now, that horse has more than frank the form since, and we know how... Um, Good Of a, a, a straight track mare, she is so form around pandemic's good. The, her last win, two back was over this distance the 1200 meters. She sees here she gets him well at 54 and a half, and she's on top for me. The three ancestry certainly that provides the stiffest challenge, will be hard to beat. Gets back to Mooney Valley, he's had um, plenty of success in this track, winning two from two. It's sort of uh, the track dimension, certainly suit his, his on pace racing style. Two Age of Chivalry will. Uh, He's always thereabouts and in for fourth of the four, four, usemen of
0: 7324. And I will uh, put the casting vote for Ancestry over Pandemic with Age of Chivalry third and dollar for dollar, 372 and one, race five at the Valley on Saturday is one of the features. It is the Group 2 for the three-year-olds. The uh, Dalton Consulting Engineers, Alistair Clark, states over the Cox Plate journey of 20, 40 metres, set weights for three-year-olds, Group 2, as I mentioned. Joel?
1: Yeah, one cherry Tortoni for me, just a massive run in the Australian Guineas. No good if you're on him at double figures like I was, but it was a, a huge effort. He was still back last uh, at the 400 and... Roared home into second. Just couldn't quite get Luna Fox. Of course, we saw him win the Vars this track and trip in the spring. That was a strong win. I think he's very hard to beat. Three Grand Slam. Could have got $26 off nominations. As soon as it popped up that Jamie Carr was riding it, it goes up $9 on Wednesday. So she's having a real big effect on the market. Is Jamie... I expect Grand Slam to to improve. He was okay late in the guineas. He just didn't quicken at all early in the straight. But his last 100 metres, I thought, was quite all right. And I think he's looking for this longer trip now. Uh, Nine Peru. I was keen on her last time out. She won well, beat the boys. I think she can certainly measure up again here. Don't think the extra distance will, uh, will prevent her from measuring up and five explosive Jack. That was a big win in the Tassie Derby. You wanted to be on him a long way out. He was traveling 800. You can see the others were sort of starting to struggle and, he really came away to win by nearly four lengths, so I think he's certainly not too far off these better ones. But one on top for me from three, nine, and five.
2: Yeah, likewise, I have the one Cherry Tortoni on top. and um, in everything. Right? His preparation in two good races, he finally, up to a distance, he, um, he really enjoys his win. Know, this track and trip, as Joel alluded to, very strong, but he sort of made a mid-race move, was caught three wide. Um, for much of the journey there was still too good, for them on uh, those on a wet track, he, he handles sort of all going, certainly better on a wet track, no doubt about it. So if the wet rain comes earlier in the day, it will certainly help his cause, but no slouch on, on dry going, and he's, a, he's easily the top pick for me. I've got the nine in next Perura, who was with last start. It was a, a very good ride from Damien Lane beating the pretty progressive Butter Chicken. Um, she's just only going to improve, I think, up, up, up in trip, the nine. Perure 4, Belturo in next, um, back in grade after a good run of the Australian Guineas. And thought the 7, Comanche Braves, certainly a, a rise in class to what he saw last time, benchmark 70 over this track and trip at Moody Valley. But Maps is the only, uh, Maps will probably lead this pretty easily. Grant Slam will probably roll forward as well, but he should lead. And um, I think he's a pretty aggressive colt. This longer trip will certainly suit. <coughs> with they, they run a little belt last start over this distance? Uh, I think he might be run a cheeky race at a, at a really big price. One nine
0: four seven. Yeah, Cherry Tortoni, impossible to go past. Made him my best on the card from Parure, Young Verta, and Explosive Jack. One nine two five. Across now out of the big one. Race eight, four forty p.m. local. Sixteen hundred meters. The All Star Mile. Standard weight for age. Worth $5 bucks, 15 to face the starter, Joel.
1: You know, I'm banking on at least some of the rain having arrived here for a good hour at least and uh, just uh, making it a bit of a rain-affected track. And I think if it is, I think Star of the Seas will run one hell of a race. It was a, a top win in the Blamey because they went out very hard there. Buffalo River was uh, who I was on in that race, just went out way too hard and, and got tired late. Star of the Seas was very strong. He held 50 stars at bay. He was 1,200 to 1,600 there off that fast early tempo. A couple of his previous third up runs have been placings in group ones. Of course, he hasn't won a group one yet, but he's measured right up on several occasions. So I just thought that, you know, $16, 17 he represented good value each way. I've thrown nine Russian Camelot in next best. I think there'll be a good speed here. Big field, mini Valley at the mile, usually good tempo, and that will help. He was a bit fresh. Uh, in the McIvey Diva first up in the spring, but he ran super, just beaten by Fierce Impact. I think uh, with a bit more speed, he'll be very hard to hold out. 11, probably. She's done absolutely nothing wrong in both wins to date. Uh, probably won't want a, a lot of rain. I think she is better on top of the ground, but in any case, I don't see it being you know, so wet that it's going to hinder her chances. She's certainly a, a top hope, and I've thrown six mug or two in next best. He ran a cracking race in the Cox Plate here back in the spring. thought he was warming up nicely in the Apollo stakes late. And I've left Katie Queen just outside of my top four, but certainly would be next in. Uh, Five on top for me from nine, eleven, and six. Similar numbers. I'm with the same top pick as Joel. I thought
2: the five star of the season, well over the odds. Um, I do like his previous third up form. Uh, As as Joel mentioned, not not a group one winner, but certainly uh, deserving of one. He's gone close that many times. He's such an honest galloper. He's very, very versatile. He can... um, he can perform well on on dry track and and wet going. Certainly, with the the rain comes, it is more in, in his favour than some of these fancy a uh, couple of other fancy runners. <laughs> um, and the last start winner of the Blaney was was quite impressive, I thought. So at a big price, yeah, I think he's definitely worth a bet in, in an open race. So the five on top, the ten in next Arcadia Queen won't want the the rain to come. Um, she was very good in the Futurity first up rising to a, a much more suitable trip here and drawn ideally. Uh, she's certainly a live hope. 11, probable and six, Mugatu third and fourth pick. But, um, yeah, Sarah the Seed, I thought was an excellent chance on an each-way basis. 5, 10, 11, 6.
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping the rain doesn't arrive, and I've gone with the dry trackers, <laughs> and I've gone entirely with the uh, maturity form. I've gone Probabil, Arcadia Queen, Behemoth, Mr. Quickie, 11 at 10. Two and four. That wraps up the really big races at the Valley, although there's some uh, various uh, grand handicaps worth a bit of cash. And uh, the country mile final, my best was Cherry Tortoni, admittedly at no flash price. My value bet uh, comes up in the first. I've got a fairly even staying race. and I thought if Shaborn Renegade could uh, re, uh, recapture uh, his uh, cup run from Tassie last time Admittedly up in weight this time But uh, in a fairly even field at about 10 bucks so That I thought it was a good each way bet We've heard, Daniel, of your best and value bet Your best was race 2, number 7, Scorched Earth Value bet uh, was there in the all-star mile race 8, 5, Star of the Seas Also Joel's value bet Joel, we didn't talk about your best. Talk us through race 3, number 3, Irish Flame
1: Yeah, I reckon he's ticking over really well here Uh, would be a a good tonic for for trainer Brett Scott, who's obviously in hospital at the moment. Um, He's uh, had a really good spring campaign. He was very honest and thereabouts, so then he put a bit of a picket fence together, winning three on the trot, including on dry ground, even though he is perhaps more effective on wet tracks. I think he's going well. His two runs at Flemington were good. He was in that fast blaming. He sat second and did the chasing to Buffalo River. He was entitled to knock up like he did, but he was beaten less than four lengths. I thought it was a very satisfactory run and out to the longer trip, third up. Uh, Michael Walker knows the horse well, and it could be hard to beat it around the 6 $7 mark.
0: All righty. Rose Hill Gardens, as I mentioned, is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. The highlight is the Group 1 Coolmore Classic, but there are black-type races, seven of them, from races two to eight, and we start out with the uh, last gasp chance for uh, the two-year-olds to get into the next week's Golden Slipper. And race two is the Cerrone Magic Night Stakes. 1,200 metres, group three set weights, this one, for the Phillies, job.
1: Yeah, I've gone with five, Jamea, giving her another chance. I was going into bat for her in the sweet embrace a few weeks ago. She drew barrier one. She did settle a bit closer, but perhaps she wasn't Overly keen on being inside runners, we'd seen her get to the outside in her first couple of runs. She showed a great turn of foot to run second in the long row Plate, two starts back. Um, so look, I'm just going to give it another chance. Tommy Berry takes over. Nothing really against Brock Ryan, who'd been doing a pretty good job, but uh, Tommy knows what it takes to win these big races, and I think she's worth another go ahead of one Queen of, a Queen of Wizardry, who was a bit of an upset winner on debut at Eagle Farm and then backed that up two weeks later with a terrific effort in the Magic Millions, was given a great ride from a wide gate to save all the ground. But still a good run to run fourth. I think from gate one, she's right in the mix here. Four Robo Deera ran pretty well in the Sweet Embrace, covered a bit of ground and was only just out of the placing. She's likely to have stripped a fair bit fitter for that because uh, I'd say there was a fair bit of improvement to come. And two are arcaded, who disappointed in the Blue Diamond. Maybe gate one drawing down the inside didn't help because she hadn't looked quite good winning her previous two. Five on top from one, four, and two. Certainly an
2: open race. I'm giving a, a good chance to a last start Newcastle Maiden winner in Latino Blend, six from the Peter and Paul Snowden camp. That her a foot She showed that day was, uh, was quite, quite impressive. And she sailed past them after settling at the back end of the field, it was a very impressive debut win over 900 metres. The fourth horse out of that race, Theric, um, came out one convincingly yesterday to to sort of frank the form. Uh, it sort of has been mixed in behind her since uh, the winner. But she was a, a dominant winner, Latino blend. Thought at a big price. Uh, I know she's up against a, a pretty handy field here. <clears throat> um, but I thought at a 23 to 1, she was certainly worth an each way bet based on the. The, uh, the style she won on Dubu. So I'm going to back her each way. The two arcaded, not a whole lot of luck in the Blue Diamond last start, but the two wins at Caulfield prior were very good. She thrashed, scorched earth, two back. I'm obviously giving that um, a awesome big chance on Saturday. So she can win this for sure. Mallory, with a better gate, can, um, can improve. And the one, Queen of Wizardry, I think is a chance as well. Six on top of two,
0: three and one. The Colton Gelding's division is race three. Bowman's commercial furniture, Pango Pango stakes, 1200 metres, group three, set weights. So, yes, it's just for the males, same conditions. Joel. Uh, too ingratiating.
1: Hard to go past. They've taken the blinkers off here. He had them on in the blue diamond, but uh, terrific effort there. He looked the winner before getting swamped late by Artorius. We've seen Animo come out from just behind them and Frank the form last week, winning a, a hot Todman. So, I think he's the the logical pick, and he's already been well found by the market. Five Tiger of Malay, I think, it's a danger. He's going to need a bit of luck from the draw. Blinkers go on. Uh, thought it was a good run in the Silver Slipper. He was hampered about the one fifty, and then balanced up and hit the line well again. Uh, six Halal also comes. Through, well, he comes through the Skyline, sorry, and it was a a good run because O President sort of got to the lead and then didn't didn't really run them along, and the others just couldn't couldn't gun him down. But Halal was clearly the best of the those from off the pace, and he's going to be giving away a start again from that gate, I suspect. And in for fourth, we'll throw in number 10, Mazu, who started around $10 on debut at Canterbury at the night meeting, led, looked professional, just held on from Conrad, who, had he got out, probably would have beaten him. He sort of got out a bit too late, but Conrad did go to uh, Wyong on Tuesday and, and bolt in, so... I think there's a bit of depth for that form, and he might get under punters' guards again from another inside gate. Two on top for me from five, six, and ten. Yeah, with the two ingratiating, obviously got that um,
2: chantalising form line. The Blue Diamond was excellent there behind Artorias. Animo finished behind him and come out and and won last week. So um, I think he's clearly the best horse in the race at this stage, and... Hero who can mix his form, but his best is certainly good enough. 10 Mazu. I like the Debo uh, win at Canterbury. Um, the runner up there is since one again. Also since he's gone out one next start. And in for fourth, I have the seven head of State. Two, one,
0: ten, and seven. Race four at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. Bisley work workwear, sky high stakes, two thousand metre group. Three set weights and penalties for uh, some of those on the way to the, uh, to the big wait-for-age middle distance and staying races. Joel, what did you like here?
1: Yeah, look, on second thought, I've probably made a mistake tipping against Colette here. She's going to be very hard to beat, but I've, I've gone the chosen one and I'll stick with him. He, I thought his run in New Zealand was very good first up. He, he stepped out over 2,000 metres there in the Group 1 Herbie Dyke. Melody Bell was luckless, but was a fair way behind him there. He ran some really good splits. He's better with some given the ground. We've seen him perform at a real high level, third Caulfield Cup, fourth Melbourne Cup. So not a lot of horses run top four in both those races in the one year. So he's certainly an elite stayer. Staying at 2,000 second up, uh, I suppose, is the little query and just whether he's quite sharp enough to beat Colette. But I've lent his way. Colette, no knock. Uh, brilliant winner of the Apollo and then just edged out by the very good mare, very elegant last time. So she's come back flying and she's just elite on these soft tracks. Six, Spirit Ridge, deserves to be stepping up a little bit in class. He's had a bit of a freshen. Hasn't raced since January 9, but he did t- trial twice in February. So I'd say he's pretty forward for this. He's shooting for a hat-trick of wins. And five, Toffee Tongue. Forgiving the first up run in the Apollo, she was caught wide pace against there. I thought she'd do a bit more in the Chipping Norton, but third up last prep, she beat all but very elegant in the Turnbull. So... Certainly, improvement on the cards. Three on top from four, six, and five.
0: Uh, Daniel has just dropped out again. Seems to be having uh, a few connection problems at the moment, so we're just better press on, gel, to race five, which is the City Tattersalls Club Morris McCartan Stakes. <clears throat> oh, before we, before we do that, oh, Daniel, you're back. What can you? What What are you going for I'm in the straight? Uh, sure what's high. happening
2: with my phone? I cut out a couple of times, but um, yeah, am with the four Colette. I just well, I start running the Chippy Norton. Very good behind. Very elegant. We know how much uh, she relishes these wet tracks, and um, she's a man that's still only got proofing to come. I think so. Clear on top of for me. I think the Chosen One next in, um, which is a good first up run across the across the ditch, Uh great New Zealand there, and um. Yeah, obviously, I thought there was a query too that's staying at 2,000 metres, but um, pretty honest Galloper, and I think he's the main danger to Colette. Toffee Tongue um, was very excellent third up last time in, and a group one behind Very Elegant, and I've got the the, uh, six Spirit Ridge up in grade. 4-3-5-6. Okay,
0: now we do come to race five. It is the City Tassels Club, Morris McCartan Stakes. It's a quality handicap sprint over 1,100 metres at Group 3 level, Joel. A nine wonder
1: bar for me. She's built this terrific record. Uh, 15 top three finishes from 18 starts. She had a really good campaign last prep, stepping up to black-type company against mares. But she was able to place several times at stakes level. Now she's got to do it against the boys. I think she's well-placed to do so, though. 53 and a half, unbeaten first up, and gets through the wet perfectly. So pretty keen on Wonderbar to beat. A couple up the top, Order of Command, very genuine, just doesn't run many bad races. He loves the wet as well. One Jungle Edge, well, it's all key on just how much rain falls. If we're in the heavy range here, then the $11 being, well, sort of, I think double figures, he might have shortened a little bit now, but even so, the 8 or $9 that you can get about him now would be way over the mark uh, if, if it's heavy. Just forget the run the other day. They broke the track record on hard ground. That's not his go. And five California Zimbal looks the other key hope. Split Villamayan Pandemic first up last prep and then won a listed race down in Melbourne. She's certainly a classy sprinting mare. But I'm keen on Wunderbar, nine from two, one and five. Yeah, got a big wrap of California Zimbal. She's uh,
2: on topper here. She's a mare that does come to hand pretty quickly. Uh, second up record, touch better than her first up record, but she has won two or four first up and um, placed in her other two fresh runs. So we know she'll be ready to fire first up. The two recent trials have been pleasing and that gets in well, 54 kilos. So I'm on top, I'm pretty keen on the five. The 90, next Wanderbar, she's hard to ignore, that first up record, three, three of three. She'll touch on very consistent, and yeah, gets in well at 53.5. Two order order of commands and one jungle edge. The likely wet track has to be given some sort of hope. Five nine, two one.
0: Race... Six at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. Don Farlap stakes fifteen hundred meter group two at set weights for three year olds. John. You
1: well, know, at the moment I've got Eliza Beale on top. Um, she's likely to go to Kimberley Grange on Friday, as long as the track's not an absolute bog, and she'll be very hard to beat in the Kimberley Grange Classic. So, if she's not here, uh, leaves me with Hungry Heart, who. I guess looks a bit of an obvious, just going on recent history of this race. Uh, Chris Waller has really targeted this with his fillies. He's won five of the last six. He's won it with Winks, very elegant, fun star among others. She's got that bit of a reputation as a bit of a gunner. This filly, because she's won one from nine, so I want to see her do it. But I think you know, just the fact that they've thrown her in this race, which has been the you know the. Proven recipe for these Waller fillies. She just got too far back in the surround. Drew 16 of 16. Didn't have much hope from back there, but she did enough. And it's it's probably her turn on Saturday or her time to uh, put the hand up and, and just show us what she's made of. Nine in Pecunious, certainly a hope. She's got a stack of upside, this ex-Kiwi. Probably should have won the Armanasco with even luck. She just couldn't quite get clear galloping room, but she was very close up on the fin- uh, in the finish. Next in... Uh, is number one, Poland, who had a bit of a setback, which is always a query. He had to be withdrawn from the Australian Guineas on race day when he had a bit of a race stall, a race day stall mishap. So a bit of a query with him. And three, the Irishman, another former He did a good job winning a midweek race against the older horses. He certainly looks to have a fair bit of improvement. He's next in, provided Eliza Beale is scratched. But at this stage, it's seven, six, nine, one and three. Yeah,
2: I found this a pretty tough race. It won't be... Betting anything with much confidence. on so i agreeing to Joel. Hungry Heart. Um, this certainly is a chance here. She just the Barry beat her in the round last start. She know we know she's good enough. But it's a matter of being able to put it together and and um, record this second win. She's only the, on the only had the one win, but she's raced some cracking races against some um, top line horses. I think now third up in a, a race of stable do enjoy targeting. She's on top for me, but not a whole heap of confidence. At the eighth thermosphere, I'm going to give one more chance. Um, probably entitled to do a little bit more last start, but um, might not have the easiest run in transit. Um, just a kilo and a half for this and into an easier race. So giving him one more go at a bigger price. Eliza Beale, a chance of here. And Poland, the, the Melbourne visitor, I thought was excellent first up. Which that setback as Joel touched on is some sort of a query. I mean, back of that first set win, and the fact that Boredom here brings, obviously means there's a bit of intent, I think. So, uh, I think he's a, a, a real chance
0: as well. Six, eight, seven, and one for me. The big one at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday is race seven, the Coolmore Classic. It is a Group One quality handicap for fillies and mares over fifteen hundred metres. Big, big field. Eighteen to face the starter, Joel. And traditionally, you go sourcing for a bit of value in races like this. It's not hard to find
1: value in, in races like this. I've gone with 13 Emeralds, hoping she can peak third up and get her, uh, her Group 1 opportunity here. She, I thought it was she was very good first up on the expressway against the boys, chasing Savitiano, who's won the Group 1 since, and Colding. Uh, she had Star of the Seas and a, a couple of other good performers behind her that day. She then went to the guy, Walton and was a bit flat. She had a similar task to the winner Crone on the turn, but Crone left them standing. She loves wet tracks, Crone. Just, I think Emerald's being uh, just as four weeks between runs, and as I said, I think just a bit flat. She gets a good weight swing on Crone. She also gets a weight turnaround on Subpoenaed from their clash in the Golden Pendant back in the spring. She's been placed a couple of times at Group Two level, so I think she's well in here, sneaking into a Group One with fifty-three and a half. I've got Ice Bath in as the main danger, number six both her two runs back from a spell have been excellent. She was caught three wide, no cover in the Guy Walter. I thought she stuck on really well. Five subpoenaed, very good first up in the Millie Fox. Um, it just depends how wet it is, I think, is the query for her. I know it was a soft seven the other day and, and she won well. Um, just, you know, in a, uh, she was able to sort of get to the outside, no dramas, but a, a bigger field, a bit more traffic, uh, just make things a, a little bit tricky for her. And nine forbidden love just has to be included. That was a superb turn of foot in the surround. To bounce back from her unplaced run in the Magic Millions, uh, that was a terrific win there. Really opened them up in the last 100 metres. 13 on top for me from 6, 5 and 9.
2: I'll play around a couple of horses here, mainly the 6 and the 12. The 6 ice bar on top um, This the uh, prospect of a wet track. Certainly um, will give her ch- enhance her chances. I think she's been pretty good in both starts this time in. She's going the right way and presents here third up and I think there's um, certainly a big chance of delivering Brad Wood up his first Group 1 victory. I think Tricky Gail has to be included. I've been with her both starts, his preparations. She doesn't let me down. She's run a pair of runner-up efforts behind Tayer and uh, found Crone to good last start. Um, I think now third up, ready to peak and she too enjoys the, the affected going. Nine, forbidden love, hard to ignore after that impressive win. Last start, and uh, in for fourth, I have the five subpoenaed, six twelve 9, 5
0: Last of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race eight. It is the Highland Race Colours Ajax Stakes, also over 1,500 metres, and this is a group two quality open hand, uh, open handicap. Joel?
1: It like, looks like Elvis each way here. he has been a while between wins, but he's gone to a new level in the last 12 months. He was really... Sort of thrown in the deep end. Uh, last prep ran some really good races. Third in the Shannon, uh, fifth in the Epsom, beaten length and a half by Probable. Thought his first up run in the Liverpool City Cup was excellent. Had the top three last four hundred and two hundred splits of the meeting. There it was a bit of a bit of a sort of a soft early tempo and think it over was able to just stalk the leader and pounce at the right time. I know Cryodaris ran past. Looks like Elvis, but. Just expecting here to Buffalo River to really get out and run like he did in the Blamey. He loves wet ground, Buffalo River. So he's going to be really hard to catch. I'm just hoping looks like Elvis can be the one that is getting to him late with Cryderis, maybe just too much to do. Now, just needs to jump and put himself into the race a bit more. He's drawn one here. So if he can land a bit closer, then he will be very dangerous. Uh, I've put him in for third. As I said, Buffalo River, I think, it's going to take a, a lot of beating on the wet ground. He's in for second. And think it over. It's probably a different race the other day. As I said, he just sat there behind the modest tempo and pounced and, and won well at big odds. He might be doing the chasing here to Buffalo River and that could make it a, a bit difficult, but he is underrated and he can probably run well again. 10 on top for me from 7, 11 and 4. Yeah, the
2: 7, Buffalo River on top. I just think he'll be too hard to catch. Uh, now third up and two runs under his belt. I thought he uh, rolling along at a very quick tempo on the blamey. Stuck on all right there. The first and second sort of got away at the end. 50 stars and so of the seas. But he goes good holding his ground there for third. I think he'll take catch. It'll be harder to catch this time around on the, on the wet track. Um, and he's clearly on top for me, the seven. Uh, the three, Grey Worm in next, will, likes to go forward as well from Barry. Eleven won't be able to cross and lead Buffalo River. He'll be up there, though. Um, he, too, has a an affinity for affected going. But he's pretty versatile, Grey Worm. He's pretty good on all surfaces, The 11 Cry in for third and four, in for fourth at the five. I have Superman. Um, Good second up stats and he improved back around the Sydney way going.
0: 7-3, 11-5. All right, that wraps up a big day at Rose Hill. Just recapping the specials, Joel, race five, number nine, Wanderbar, his best and value bet was in the Cornwall Classic, race seven, number 13, Emeralds. And Daniel is going for the two-year-old races with uh, his best being race three, number two, ingratiating value bet race two, number six, Latino blend. Uh, Daniel, they are racing on the parks track at Morfordville on Saturday. And, uh, well, they had uh, two city meetings last weekend, highlighted, of course, by Adelaide Cup Day on Monday. And uh, not too many numbers left over for this meeting, but... uh, if you can find us a winner, I'm sure the listeners will be grateful. What yeah, have you pretty
2: got? pretty ordinary card with respect here. Um going pretty tough to find a best bet. I'm, I'll go on with, I think, he's got a bit of class about him. Um, if, first up for the new stable, just didn't come up last preparation. That's race five, number seven, Yulong Hero. Now in the uh, care of Will Clarkin, he has a very good record with these um, sort of tried gallopers coming over from other stables. He was previously for the Waller Camp. Um the jump out to been. Pretty good and in a race that doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Um bit of a false favourite in Port Blaze at two dollars forty five and that and think five fifty for Yulong Hero has come up uh, much a bigger price than I thought he would when I was doing the um, form for this race. So race seven, so race five number seven Yulong Hero, the best bet, and getting a pretty good price. Um, on the other hand I thought Rose Tiara would come up a bigger price than the five fifty quote. Um, I think this mare this mare's going well. He was a good winner at or two back run better than it looked Uh, on paper at Morphville last start. Just a man that always runs well and pretty informed combo at the moment, Kayla Crowther for Philip Stokes. So ticks a few boxes in the last. Race nine, number seven, Rose Tiara.
0: All righty. Much, much bigger meeting at Aquas Park on the Gold Coast on Saturday. Uh, Having said that, even as we speak to you, Mid-Thursday afternoon, there's already been 21 scratchings from this meeting, Daniel, but uh, a pretty big meeting with uh, the two-year-old and three-year-old cutest jewels and uh, also a race called the Gold Coast Stakes, which is not a stakes race, but uh, take us through your specials on the Gold Coast. Yeah, no worries.
2: The thr- uh, race three, number one, Sugar Boom, is just a, an out-and-out short course mare. Um, she was far too speedy for him tackling this track and trip last start um, sugar boom she 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 thrashed a much better field than she sees here uh, the only problem the only query will be whether the track um, improves it's currently a heavy 9 when well, i last looked it's been raining quite a bit in southeast queensland and uh, if it's her only start on a heavy sort of a heavy track i think it was a heavy 10 a couple of years ago she was quite disappointing but she has won well on a on a soft track before um, she's clearly the class of the field and She'll she'll be too nippy for these if the track isn't too heavy. So uh, race three, number one, Sugar boom, but probably hold off having a big go on her until race day, see what the track comes up. The value comes up in the race prior. Uh, The resuming moonshine lady now finds herself in the the Chris Anderson camp. Uh, Very astute, stable. She's got an excellent first start record. Um, And she's unbeaten on a heavier track, three for three. She also won on a soft track as well. So the affected going won't be a problem. She's drawn ideally, drawn to get the run of the race. The thought is well over the odds at eighteen to one um, in early markets. So, race two for the value at the Gold Coast Moonshine
0: Lady. And there are a couple of half million dollar races there, as I mentioned earlier, the, uh, the cutest Jewels. Uh, that's race six for the two-year-olds, and race eight for the three-year-olds. Just uh, talk us through your selections really, here.
2: Um,
0: gone against the grain, I guess the the,
2: the bookies have really think Sweet Dolly. And the uh, two year old Jewel will be hard to beat, and I, I tend to agree she's a $1. fifty favourite and probably deserves to be that price. She thrashed one I got plenty of time for, a Glorious Ruby, last start. Um, this isn't a whole lot tougher this, this time around. Back to 55 kilos, and in well at the weights, and uh, I think she'll keep her unbeaten streak alive. Sweet Dolly. Uh, one Emelon Bolt was excellent winning. At Sunshine Coast last start, once he got into a clear shed off a really neat turn of foot. They're clear of the two. Ten alert and ready, and two I've been there maybe to fill out the exotics. But 7 one, ten two in the two year old Jewel. Uh, the three year old Jewel, I'm with the favourite as well in Miami Fleece. She's, uh, I think, a star on the rise is Philia. Two wins at the Sunshine Coast and Doomben. Over 1,000 and 1,200 metres have been, been excellent. Um, if she can rep- replicate those performances, she'll be. Really hard to catch once again. So the 13 on top there. I think the 12 queen sweep is worth a, a play each way, though. at 50 to 1. That has to go into all exotics. Uh, she was a massive last start at Eagle Farm. Just kept on coming despite sitting four wide, no cover. Uh, I think she can only improve up, up in trip. The 8, Kizakano, Obviously talented. filly. Uh, I haven't seen win for some time, but we know she's good enough. She hasn't had a whole lot of luck of late. And the 2 mass destruction can improve second up. 13 hard to beat, 12,
0: 8 and 2. In the West, we're back to Ascot after last week's interlude for the Bunbury Cup. And there's a couple of listed races for staying three-year-olds. The Phillies go around in race five. The Natasha stakes over 2,200 metres. And our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes number five, pure devotion to be two brave angel, one soleil and three reliable star Race seven for the three-year-old males is the JC Roberts Stakes. This one's over 1,800 metres and not many can see Western Empire getting rolled, marked at forty To be Holy in and off we go in MTA, that's one, four, three, and two. Uh, BJ's best on the card is race six, number seven, Miss Marietta. His value bet, race nine, number two, not to be missed. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, it's Auckland Cup Day at Ellerslie. Yeah, big
1: program at Ellerslie. We've got the three group ones, Auckland Cup, as you said, which is race nine on the program. Sound will start favourite. We know that horse very well. He'll be very hard to beat. Uh, I've got him in for second. I've gone for a bit of a roughie here. Number 14, Daytona Red. He just looks like he's getting to run two miles, not a trouble. I thought, even though it was a duck egg run, uh, he ran tenth. He was beaten just over three lengths. Uh, in the Avondale Cup, where Sound ran second, he was getting to the line pretty well. Just thinking a bit of a blowout price, he might run a bit of a race. Daytona Sound. Uh, the other group ones are the Sistema for the two year olds. Uh, the Jamie Richards, Tiakao pair on the bubble sort of state will dominate that the betting for that race. I give a chance to the Philly 720, recently purchased by OTI. She had no luck in the Caracamillion. I thought she could improve. And I guess probably the highlight is the weight for age. Bone Crusher Stakes, eight runners. And again, the Tiakao uh, gun Mares Melody Bell goes head-to-head with a Vontage. Opie Boson has picked a Vontage, probably a surprise to some. Uh, but I've gone her way as well to beat Melody Bell. That's certainly a highlight for the program. Daytona Red is my value in the Auckland Cup. And my best is in the last, race 10. Number six, ever so easy. Wrote him a bit negatively last time out uh, with a bit of a gap between runs. He got to the line well opie Boson takes over and i think up to the mile he'll settle a bit closer from gate six it's a pretty good field this A uh, bit of a some progressive types taking their place but i think ever so easy we'll take plenty of beating the other meeting is at trentham there's a bit of a lead into their oaks uh, meeting and their carnival in the next couple of weeks game out is the best race one number 11 Won well on debut, and the next two runs have been quite solid. This isn't any easier, but uh, just thought had a bit of upside. um, Bit slow away last time out. If she can begin better from gate three, she can be in a more striking position. And my value bet is a newcomer in the two-year-old race, race three, number 10, No-Nay Jubilee, I thought showed a bit of talent in a recent trial, a bit of professionalism, had to sort of burst through a bit of a gap and take a bit of a narrow opening, and I thought she did it in style. So she might be worth a look at a bit of an H-way price.
0: And the other spot of black type across the weekend is at Kembla on Friday, race seven, the Carlton Draft, Kembla, Grange, classic 1,600 metres. Group three for three-year-old fillies. And, uh, Joel, as you mentioned, you are expecting Eliza Beale to uh, end up here. And
1: yeah, win. indeed. Speaking to John Sargent earlier in the week, this is the preference. And as long as it's not a you know a heavy nine, heavy ten, they are expecting some rain. I think it's in the soft range at the moment. And that's where they'll go. Uh, there's a few double entries here at this race and in the far lap, so it'll be interesting to see just which which horses go to which race. But uh, she's been super in both her runs back. Very good in the surround at a big price to run third. So I think she's got the score on the board. I've put Brooks uh, Spire in for second, who was scratched from the midweek meeting on Wednesday, when a very warm favourite. So That's a good lead for the Chris Waller stable. Nine-star point, who I was really keen on the benchmark race, but Gwenda Markle's gone to the Group 3 race with this Philly, I think she's got some talent. Uh, look for her to be running on and eight Papali, another bit of a roughie. I've chucked in for fourth.
0: Okay, that wraps up the preview section of the show. It takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend the segment called Lazy Lobsters. <laughs> yes. Yes, well, we approached this rather <laughs> nervously. We, could we, uh, ever since Daniel's, uh, ever since Dynamite Dan's uh, six, five or six-match winning streak uh, came to an end, we've been a little bit ordinary. Uh, Joel sort of got something back with, uh, or Joel and the guest got something back with uh, very elegant a couple of weeks ago. But last week was probably almost a new low. I think. I mean, uh, we had we had three absolute standouts. <laughs> that uh, well, I didn't see leadership spills race Dan, but uh, I know Aegon and September run really didn't never look like winning, did they? Uh, certainly September run didn't. I suppose Aegon did for a while, uh, but uh, leaders, uh, not
2: not yeah, once they leadership was straight. overhauled pretty quickly. So yeah, we thought we played safe last week, and it definitely backfired.
0: Uh, well, and the only the only one at a bit of odds uh, was me with uh, Humidor, and uh, he never ever at any stage looked like running a place. So anyway, there we go. We but uh, we, we move on. We move on, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to ruin the chances of uh, Cherry Tortoni. So okay. I am going with Ancestry, uh, who is. Uh, Mooney Valley race four, number three. Our guest lobster this week, if you would like to be the guest lobster, send an email by lunchtime Thursday to uh, incoming at au. Our guest lobster this week is Cam Johnson, and he is going to Rose Hill, and he's going to have something in the Pango Pango on ingratiating, which would be race. Three, number two. I'm going to go a
1: little bit left field here because just playing these feature meetings ain't working for me at the moment, apart from Very Elegant, as you mentioned. So I'm going to go to Gosford on Saturday. in a two-year-old maiden, so we are tempting fate here. But race two, number six, Camplin from the Godolphin Camp. I think she'll be winning. She's had no luck at all at either run. This time in behind Halal and then behind Bacchanalia at Canterbury. Uh, she was entered for the Magic Knight. They've gone the soft option. And I think it'll pay dividends. I see there is a stable mate in the race, but hopefully we're pulling the right Godolphin reign. So, Camplin, Gosford, race two, number six. Yeah, we've gone to go, go a little bit left field here
2: as well. I think Sugar Boom's the best bet of the, uh, the day if it's a soft seven or, or under, but it doesn't look like it's going to be that in the Gold Coast Probably we'll be racing in the heavy range. So, confidence wanes with her. I'm going to go Cranbourne on Friday night, race seven. Cliffs of Ballora, um... Very impressive jump out win, three for three first up, and really gets her chance. Um, I think to to add to that 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 um, outstanding first up record. So around the five dollar mark, Cranbin race seven, number three, my twenty dollar bet bucks.
0: All righty, well that takes us out. For a, another podcast, and uh, takes Joel out for a couple of weeks. Uh, he has been working. Uh, have, you, have you had a break since the start of COVID, Joel? Uh, yeah, no, it's certainly. We'll look forward to a
1: couple of weeks, and then uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a longer stretch in July. So a couple of breaks coming up. Looking forward to them.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure the listeners aren't, but uh, me and Dan will be doing our best to uh, cover for you. Perhaps we'll even get a. Uh, perhaps we'll even get a guest in. We'll see how we go. But uh, meanwhile, listeners, have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners. Dan and I will talk to you next week on...